When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams. We got the squad in the building. I am Jeremy Nichols. We have Jack Balsley in the building, Nelson Newth in here. As usual, the elder statesman with all of the knowledge of the Denver Nuggets. And uh, Oh, my. Hey, that's what you call yourself, you know? Oh, so I'm just, I'm, I'm just going right along what you've done, you know? So, Next, you're going to call me uh, Colonel Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> Old nah, man Rivers. No, nah, nah, nah. nah, but um. But now, guys, obviously, you know, I appreciate you guys obviously being back on here. Um, Can I stop you for a second? Yeah, sure. Oh, by the way, we have the host, the hostess with the mostest. Jeremy Nichols is in the house, everybody. Yeah, (laughs) that's that's the real shout out. Oh, yeah. He's in the building. The OG. (laughs) OG. That's right. I appreciate that. Um, Obviously, before we we tap into... um, the, the nuggets information and you know we 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 got some things to talk about now um how are you guys doing nelson i'm gonna start with you today how was your day so far how was your weekend talk to us my weekend was filled with kids stuff um started with golf then it was uh, actually started with basketball take that back with the kids and then golf and then baseball wow. so so it was a little bit filled with um, dealing with 13-year-old twins and having fun with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And, but I'm doing well, and I'm happy to see you too. Very cool, very cool. Jack, what's going on with you? Oh, doing good. Just uh, was able to enjoy some of the outdoors for the little bit before it rained in the middle of April. But uh, my goal this podcast is to make you, Jeremy, you smile as much as possible. for the the next 40 minutes yeah so so we're gonna do this thing jeremy let's let's start this thing let's do it let's do it yeah like i said i mean uh today was an interesting one um definitely an interesting day i mean of course coming off from the the apparent nuggets loss that we will discuss very soon um and today today kind of sucked i'm not gonna lie to y'all you know definitely wasn't (laughs) Definitely was not um, one of my better days, you know. Uh, yeah, just had a bad situation. Bought something that is became pretty faulty pretty fast, and um, now the situation may turn into something a little different, which I don't want to do, right? But hey, life goes on. But anyways, so we are jumping right back on into our basketball topics, which is what we, this show is about. You know, um, last can night- I, can I just have some fatherly <laughs> advice also, since I am an old man? Um, yeah. I mean, it's, tomorrow brings new opportunities. Yes, sir. And as I said, as I said, and I, I'm a firm believer, good things happen to good people. And you're one of the best Jeremy. So this will work both. itself out. Yep. 
That, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping, man. That is what I'm it hoping will. for. That or we can change this podcast to uh, some tech tips, but you know, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, obviously, going back to last night, guys, um, the Nuggets did uh, suffer their first postseason loss. Um, obviously, were, was very very close to getting that sweep, which would have been a record for both franchises. Um, the Nuggets never having a sweep before and the Timberwolves never having been swept before that. So that would have been pretty interesting to see. Um, and th- there was definitely an opportunity for it to happen. Right. You know, but I think a lot of Nuggets fans and myself included just watching the game. You didn't see the same same level of energy. Right. Yes. You got you got a pretty aggressive Jokic. Right. Like you got Jokic kind of just doing what he needed to do. Um, in certain areas. I mean, I don't know how much because I saw somebody say something pretty interesting today um, with with like Jokic's wrist. Right. And and I don't I, I will tell you, I don't remember who said it to me today. All I know is I saw somebody tell me, hey, Jokic's wrist is kind of messed up on his free throws. But all of a sudden he can hit threes. <laughs> like like which one which one is it? Like, I don't you know, because I, th- I mean, last night, what would he hit? What, five threes? Something yep. like that. Like, yep. I don't think I've ever seen Jokic hit five threes before. I've I don't never think seen it. I don't I don't think so, right? So I mean I could be wrong, but I don't remember ever seeing him shoot that many threes or hit that many threes. Uh, maybe in the game where he actually maybe in the game where he played against the Jazz, and I believe he had like 22 in the first quarter and he was hitting a bunch of threes. Maybe in that game, Jack, you could probably find that stat somewhere, but yeah, I'll get never seen him hit that many threes. But although there was one opportunity in overtime where he had a wide open three and that one didn't go in. And of course he also had a free throw opportunity to put the nuggets up by one, as opposed to tying the game. Um, and he didn't hit that free throw, but he did tie the game to, to essentially take it into overtime and the nuggets did lose. Um, but what were you guys thoughts, uh, Jack? I'll, let's start with you today. What, what, what was just your thoughts? Cause I, I know you went through the same emotional <laughs> roller coaster that the rest of us did because that game was just insane it was a lot of ups a lot of downs and just kind of weird emotions just like what really stood out to you in that game other than just the loss yeah i mean i would say the main thing is that it seemed like our good pal nicola was the only one who was playing to rest like in a good way you know what i mean like it seemed like he was the only one with any urgency I think that, you know, I was really, really amped for Aaron Gordon with 11 in the first half. And then for him to finish with 14 was was a little bit of a bummer, especially because I guess he fouled out. But, um, but you know, I mean, like, I think that kind of encompasses, like, how they were all playing. I think the, the kind of my MIP and what I mean that – or MIA, my missing in action player of the game was probably MPJ. I mean, he had a solid mm-hmm. 15. And I don't know if it was Malone's play structure. I don't know if it was just him. I mean, clearly he didn't take as many shots as you'd think he would with only 12. I mean, just like with circumstance of overtime and everything. So it, I was just kind of curious as to where, where the heck he went, you know, like especially especially overtime. I think I, I don't remember him at all. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember one instance of him holding the ball. Maybe he did. But um yeah i mean stuff like that where it's just like it just seems like there's there's just this i mean i think the the good old tnt boys said it the best but like they just weren't playing with any urgency like it seemed like like they were playing like a scrimmage game kind of a thing where and it's funny because for this timberwolves team 
they're also it seems like they're also playing to lose <laughs> in a way like mm-hmm. they so it's it's this game to me was just more about who gave less effort because they both were not doing too hot and right. of course it ended with with the nuggets given the least amount of effort but at the same time you, you can't as much as i say that and I, I do wholeheartedly think that i can't take away from ant because he is trying to put that Ball team out, on man. his back yeah, like yeah he's good like he i think he's really took it to heart just kind of the circumstances and stuff and and i think he's really trying to trying to motivate this team but unfortunately they might go down as the worst trade in history with uh getting gobert not that he's been playing awful but for what they traded for him like it's just confusing so i mean i, I would say my last point too would probably just be i think what's shocking is that the nuggets aren't really taking advantage of the fact that they're saw their their big two guys have both fouled out the past two games like i feel like that's the time to to strike now granted when gobert fouled out that's a little bit different because the nuggets were up and they kind of just closed out the game but with cat out and them coming back they had such an opportunity to to utilize that mismatch and they just they weren't able to to play through it so disappointed i mean I don't as much as I'm the kind of person for confidence to go zero to a hundred, zero to a hundred, zero to a hundred. It, it just went down a little bit. I'd like to see them in Denver. I mean, <laughs> the one thing that did piss me off about this game was uh, they panned to one Wolves fan and he was waving the Nuggets goodbye like they weren't up three zero in the series. But hey, right, let's give it to him. Yeah, I hear you, Nelson. Talk to Dude, us. Dude, I went I went berserk when I saw that fat man do that. <laughs> Dude, gonna, I, oh trust lie. me, oh trust me, I did lie. too, man. I, I my blood is boiling. <laughs> I, 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 I really have changed, and not to beat the drum of being old, but I've really changed on the yelling and the screaming and all that stuff. I don't do it anymore. But when I saw the fat man doing the wave, I was like, "Are you freaking kidding me?" I yelled it in my house, and my everybody's going like, "Are you all right, Dad?" <laughs> um, so a couple of things. One, I don't want to overreact because yeah. that would be my tendency as well. Right. Um, I wrote a tweet during the game that, and of course it happens so frequently. I don't know what MPJ's stats were, but they weren't very good. Mm-hmm. And I was just singing his, like, like so many times singing his praises after the 25 point game the night before or the game before. And then he gets hot and then Malone doesn't call his number at all. And I'm just like, yeah. Okay. And in like the whole, like, I love the, the, the way that Jokic, Jokic, um, see, I almost got butchered right there. Jokic and Murray do their two man game. I love that on so many levels, but so, but that was also kind of predicated before MPJ became the the real threat that he is now. So I feel like sometimes I get into that little mode and and yeah, it does work on occasion. Um, It works probably more so than it doesn't, but I'm like, MPJ is just standing there like twiddling his thumbs. Like, what do I do? You know? And I think they need to involve him in other ways besides, besides that. Um, Disappointed and thoroughly disappointed in KCP again, um, I think the guy is overrated. I'm just going to say it. Um, he is a good perimeter defender, I guess. 
But then Edwards just chews him up and spits him out. Like, not even a good... And tell me if I'm wrong. Tell me if you guys have different opinions. Um, Edward is out. Edwards is obviously very skilled. I get that. But KCP does nothing for me on the defensive end from that perspective. Can he guard the perimeter and be a tight defender? Yeah, but can he stop the drive? Can he get in front of his man? I don't see it. I'd rather see Peyton Watson, to be honest with you. And I know that sounds absurd. It doesn't. But it actually it actually doesn't sound absurd. Yeah, but I would rather watch him start and play defense against their best player and try to eliminate it. We're get we're not getting any points really. And again, I don't want to overreact. That I'm, I'm trying to calm down even myself. I what I see is if you're not going to get any points from KCP, why not bring in a defensive player to try to shut down Edwards, right? And I just, I don't see that. A couple other points. So again, MPJ to me, disappearing act. And then he, he kind of get comes around a little bit, but it was disappointing. Um, Jamal, uh, you know, we talk about bubble Murray. He looks like, first of all, the defender that he's going up against, um, has done an amazing job. He sticks to him. Now that is a good defender. Um, Alexander Walker is what's yeah, his. He is. Nikhil, he is Nikhil a. Nikhil he, is Nikhil. Walker, yeah. he is a good defender. Now that is a de- great defender in my, in my opinion, you watch him on Jamal. He's up in his grill. He's pressing him 10 feet from the three point line. And he's getting in front of him, moving his feet. And I think. Um, I have so many feelings about Jamal. Um, you know, you know, everyone says he's the Jamal Murray from the bubble. I he hasn't looked like it the last couple of games. He looks a little bit slow and he's not he's not performing at a high level. Um he missed I think he was eight for twenty-one and mm-hmm. Statman can maybe back me up on that. Two for seven on and three. Then, yeah, and then last point, and I sorry if I'm rambling, um, is Jokic. I stated in the first game, so I want to take a little heat because I am a little self-deprecating. I said in the first game, I want to see an aggressive Nikola. And we saw that last night. And maybe it's not the best thing. You know what I mean? Like he had his 41 points, but he didn't get everybody involved like he normally does. And maybe that's just not his game. You know, I thought he was amazing and I thought he didn't get enough credit, but I just wonder, is he a better all around, uh, all around playmaker? And if he, if he scores his 25 to 30 points or whatever, then that's fine. Anything over that, maybe that's not a good thing. I don't know. So that was my thing. And it's interesting that you said that, um, sorry for interrupting, but I saw the exact same thing last night. I started to think about it because if you if you go back, right, you remember the four-game losing streak that the Nuggets went on where the, it changed the whole MVP narrative and all that stuff. Right, right. One of those games, um, the Nuggets lost. Nikola played very similar to the way he played last. I believe he had a 37-point triple-double. Yeah. Um, and the Nuggets lost that game. That was the first game that he had lost with a triple-double, I think, all season. That's right. Like that. That's right. Yeah. And – but like you were seeing that same aggression, right? And and then it was like, wait, he still had a triple double, 
But was it was like I, I, I'm trying to figure out in my mind how that one worked out because he had the triple double. They were aggressive. He was aggressive, but then nobody else was like consistently hitting shots or consistently mm-hmm. helping him in that game. So maybe there is something to what you said, like him more so using himself as a decoy, which does not show up on the stat sheet. Right. It will not. But being a decoy and being somebody who pulls the, the defense away from the other guys, and yes, he may not get the actual assist for it, so he may not, you know, it may not show up on his stat sheet, but just being that presence in the paint and he gets double teamed and he kicks it out and it gets like a hockey assist, maybe that is just the, the Nuggets game. Maybe that that's the most effective way. Like, yes, he's being aggressive and scoring when need be, of course, on those little kick kickoff passes from Jamal Murray in the paint, pick and roll passes with the little floater in the paint. Um, maybe it just, he really just has to mix it up like that instead of just being the primary scorer, because I think that in itself is, is not as effective based on what, what you're saying. And I think it makes a lot of sense. It doesn't seem like it's the most effective attack for this Denver Nuggets team, the way that they're currently constructed. Now, Jamal Murray didn't play well. Michael Porter was, we didn't really see much of him last night. And even you brought up like KCP and those guys. Jokic did not get a whole lot of help last night. He just didn't, yeah. right? I mean, yes, Porter hit those timely threes back-to-back right in that that fourth quarter. You know, that when I think Jokic hit a three, Porter hit back-to-back, and then Jokic hit that fadeaway. Yeah. Um, that, that fadeaway was insane, by the mm-hmm. way. Um, and then, of course, he got fouled and, and could have put the Nuggets up by one, but no, Nelson. I think I think there is I think there is a, a I think there's a, a really important point to what you're saying because now that I'm thinking about it, Jokic having 25, 11 and nine or 25, 11 and ten, those stat sheets usually add up to the Nuggets winning games. Now that I think about it, so yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. My question to you guys would be: yeah, I, I would. Oh no, go ahead, Nelson. What's up? No, I was just gonna say, um, I, I was just disappointed, Jack, in their their overall malaise like the overall feeling like we're gonna take it easy and we're not gonna press you know put the pedal to the metal and maybe we'll go back home and win the the next game i just to me there there's an inherent issue with that and again this is i'm I'm admitting that i don't want to overreact guys i'm saying that i really truly believe that yeah but but where is the killer instinct and if you're going to be an NBA champion, don't you have to have to have that killer instinct to put them away? This is not a good team we're playing right now. Right. Why didn't yeah. they take care of business last night and get this done? And and then I want to I'd like to ask you, Jack, what what yeah. do you think about Jamal's game and what where do you think like you know, obviously he struggled last night. Mm-hmm. Where do you think he is physically? I mean, yeah, I, I do like that question. I, I think, you know, for Jamal, he, it's just, and we've seen it plenty throughout the season as well. I think, I mean, he's got it in him to, to carry these teams, but there are some games, and to your point, this is why I'm not overreacting to it. This just happens. Um, but there's some games where he'll take the same volume of shots, even if he knows he's missing them. And granted, sometimes you got to keep shooting, but I think, he kind of gets in this rut sometimes of like he thinks that he's got to keep going because he's not making it instead of kind of dishing it out. And granted, he still had five assists, but I I think that he, I I don't know. And so to your point of injury, I don't know because it's weird, especially because 
we've already hit game four. I've seen it to where I've seen a, I've seen games where it's like he is fully healthy. He is he is bringing back his presence that he's always had on this team. And then there's games like last night where not necessarily he was absent, but it's like he just he didn't feel like he was playing the way he normally does. So uh, I to your point too, Nelson, against I mean, if this is against the Wolves, who knows how they're playing against other teams? But then again, it really depends on matchup. So this is kind of a and I correct me if I'm wrong, but I would say this is more of a mismatched um, team that they're playing against compared to, let's say, if they go play out the Suns, um, because I'm not going to say they're not that they're. I hopefully don't think they would lose this series, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to jinx it. So, my point is, if they do play a team like the Suns, I think that there's just a little bit more of an even even match, and that's why we've seen them be so dominant against them through the regular season. And I will say dominant because if they're if the sun's lost by less than five points or six points against the bench in two of the four games and lost against the starters in two, the other two games, they dominated them. But I think to that point, it, it's all about the matchup. And I think that's why this has been kind of weird, especially with Jokic against, against those two seven footers. I mean, that really to some degree is sometimes it Jokic can kind of, can kind of use that to his advantage but at the same time i feel like that really isn't something that the nuggets play well against is the tall ball i just feel like i don't there i just feel like the nuggets are a very and especially with malone's rotations they're a pretty balanced team when it comes to like playing small ball playing tall ball that kind of a stuff except for that one time in the bubble when it was you know bull bull millsap you know get y'all the, the dream tall team. Oh, God. But, <laughs> Don't even remind me about that. That's crazy. I remember yeah, when they no showed that lineup on the screen. I was like, there's no way this is actually happening. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, uh, and then they had the three They had the three announcers on the very top of the screen, and I'm like, what <laughs> moron yeah. producers yeah. doing that? Like, I don't want to see three talking heads. I want to see the basketball game. <laughs> yeah. But, yes. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know. I, again, Jeremy, we, what's your take on yeah. Jamal? Um, I'll tell you, I mean, you, you brought up Nikhil Alexander Walker, right? I think he really got the Jamal last night. Like I was just I watching, I was just watching that matchup and he was like bodying him. Like he was on him and he was just like, he was not letting him move, you know? And, and you could tell Jamal started to get frustrated because there were a lot of times where Jokic would come over and try to set that pick form or there were moments where he didn't. And then Jamal is like, like you could tell him motioning to call for a screen because he didn't want to, he like, he just didn't have the energy or he just didn't have that urgency to try or use that much effort to try to get around um, Alexander Walker. Like it just seemed like he didn't want to, to kind of take that, that battle last night. It just, because thinking about the games prior, like obviously going back to like his 40 point game and um, other games the other night, it just seemed like, it just seemed like he just didn't want We might have lost Jeremy for a second. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think he's right. And one of the things that drive me uh, was driving me crazy is the screens themselves. Oh yeah, did something yeah, it, it, did something change up on there? Yeah, you froze for yeah, a second. Yeah, we, we lost Continue. you for a second. Oh, did I? All right, cool. Yeah, no worries about it. I mean it, it it happens. But yeah, like I said, I just think it's um I just think that that matchup with Alexander Walker, it just I just don't think Jamal was ready for it last night. I think yeah. tomorrow he will be, though. 
Oh, he yeah. will be. He I think will you're be. right. He's coming back. He's going to come back right. strong tomorrow because if you think about it, Jamal is not the type of player that's going to back down, especially in you're a situation right. like this. So I have to imagine that tomorrow is going to be get back day. Mm-hmm. And Jamal, I would I would I probably look at Jamal 30 plus easy work tomorrow night. I think they're going to set up to make sure that he does that. Well, and I think it's an ego boost. Too, I agree to be with back you. in Denver. Yeah. You know? I, th- I think, I, and I think oh, to your sure. to your point, Jamal is loves proving to people that he still got it in him. And I think, especially in, in any player, not just Jamal, but like when when you get through a serious injury like that, you want to still prove to everybody, hey, that that might have had a setback, but I can come back to what I used to be, uh, health wise at least. So, yeah. I think that and it's not it's not going to get any easier either, guys. Because you think, sorry to interrupt, Jack. No, no, no. Go. It's going to be it's going to be um, our buddy facing him. Straight up, Craig <laughs> will be in his grill going yep. into the next series. You know they're going to put him on Jamal, I would think, um, to try to st- slow down Jamal. Because that's what the coaches have been saying, the other head coaches. Like, yes, jo- Jokic, is the, Jokic is the guy, but we really feel like to stop the Nuggets, you have to stop Jamal Murray. And I think they'll put Craig right on Jamal to start the series. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could, I could definitely see that happening. Um, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, Tory Craig is a good defender, but I don't think he does exactly what like Alexander is doing right now. Because if you think about it, Tory Craig is actually even more of an offensive threat now than he was back then when he was on the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Like right now, if you think about it, yes, I think the biggest difference last night was, of course, Jamal Murray not being as as aggressive as we know him to be. But those two threes that Alexander Walker hit for them yeah. in overtime, that, that, that was killer. Yeah. Everything because had he not hit that yeah. or had Conley not hit that shot in the corner, which I do believe <laughs> yeah, his foot crazy. touched the line. Like, no. I do, I did, I did see that his foot okay. that should have been a two. It should have been a tie game, but whatever. Um, that shot was just insane. That was those insane. Were, those shot. were his only two threes of the game. Correct. Which, which, which makes me even more upset. The two <laughs> biggest shots of yeah. the game. Like they changed the entire momentum, right? And so, that's all that matters. Yeah. As, and, and that's what it is because even um, Anthony Edwards in his post game interview basically said, Nikhil Alexander Walker won us the game. And I have been telling him to shoot more. Like that's what he yeah. said about him. So that guy is really making a difference. And I think his confidence level is going to be at an all time high tomorrow because you got to think about it. Edwards and all everybody else, I guarantee they're telling him, listen, what you're doing, you just stick to doing that. So now he's going to go at Jamal for real. So now we are going to really see this Jamal Murray. We're going to really see the one who is like, oh, wait, so you're really going to lock me down? Okay. This is the one we, this is, this is why I say to me, mentally, this feels like the, like, I know the 40 point game happened, but this feels like another one. This feels like another one where Jamal knows you gotta go crazy now. Like this yeah. is not just on Jokic. We saw Jokic show out, but we need Jamal to really be himself tomorrow. We need MPJ to space the floor, and we just need all the others to. And and Nelson, you brought up a good point. I would like to see Peyton Watson out there at some point. Maybe not as a starter, but I would love to see him just get a matchup. Like like I I believe. That same shot last night that he hit over AG. Now, mind you, excellent shot. I think AG played pretty decent defense. Um, but sometimes you got to give people different looks because he's hit a, a decent amount of shots over AG. AG cannot guard Anthony Edwards. Like he, yeah. like it's no. just yeah. there's just something about no. the way Edwards plays. Like he's too shifty or whatever yeah. that is. But 
Aaron Gordon cannot guard him. That's just what it is, right? So you got to get a different look. Can I just bring up a point and call me crazy, guys? Just go ahead and call me crazy. But <laughs> um, if you're a head coach of a basketball team and you know one specific player is, in fact, hurting you, wouldn't you du- consider doubling that player once he crosses <laughs> – the half court line and taking the ball out of his hands, or if he gets the ball in the, um, in the perimeter, wouldn't you consider trapping him and getting the ball out of his hands? I don't know. Maybe that's a bizarre (laughs) thought. As I said, I am nuts, but um, I wish Mike Malone would consider something like that. You know, Um, the, Oh, let me just complain about somebody else too, really briefly. Um, Uncle Jeff has disappeared in the last three three games. Yeah. A- am I correct? Yeah. Um, yep. Zero points last night. I, I I don't know how he did the night before. Maybe you can help me on that, Jack. But, yep, yep, yep. Um, again, it's, it's a little – I mean – He had eight. Some of the rotations that our friend Malone comes up with, it just kind of – and then he sticks with it. Like, I'm not going to change. I'm mm-hmm. not going to – you know, and and I'm sure I hope Uncle Jeff comes back with a big game tomorrow night. I really do. Um, I like Jeff Green, but he's he's struggling right now. What about bringing in Zeke Naji and seeing if you can get something from Zeke? I mean, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I mean, <laughs> after Game Three, I know we're talking about Game Four, but after Game Three, he had probably my least favorite quote of his entire career because so he was quoted as saying. If I yank Christian Braun out after a turnover, how is he going to impact the game? He's going to be looking over his shoulder after every mistake. You can't play like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I... That's true. To me, yes, it is true. But it's probably the most anti-Michael Malone quote I think I've ever heard said by Michael Malone. Because he is that exact guy he is quoting not to be. Mm -hmm. Or like quoting quoting you shouldn't be, is what I should say. And... um. So, I mean, when I saw that, I was, I was floored. I was like, there's no way all those words just came out of Michael Malone's mouth because <laughs> to your guys's point, I mean, Peyton Watson can make an impact. And I think what's weird too, this is the series that they can kind of test stuff out. And of course, not like, not like we're up by 30 test stuff out, but like, why can't you put Payne Watson in f- at least for, I don't know, like five minutes. Like, you know what I mean? Like how is and that? And see what he does. Exactly. Yeah, test him out. Exactly. Like that's not, not hurt. Yeah. See how he does lose. against AdWords. That's all I'm asking for. They're not losing because Payne Watson's in for five minutes. They're losing because everybody's not shooting that night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's just weird that like, First, yeah, that quote made me a little, a little upset, you know, but um, it was just, it was just more. And about, I will give, yeah. can, I, I will. Yeah. Go. Sorry, I keep interrupting you, Jack. I, I would give Malone um, credit in that um, the last game where Christian Brown did struggle for a little bit, but then he had a had a five minute stretch where I thought he was incredible, right. and that started yeah. with that 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 put back or or the the play where he goes over uh, Go Bear and gets that um, that layup in. Um, and then there was some transition offense where he had some shots and I was just like, oh my God, that's incredible. Like, so to give Malone credit, I would say that he stuck with him, even though he was struggling a little bit and it paid off. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, to see what we've been seeing from uh, from Christian Brown, right? I mean, for the most part, I have been impressed with him. I mean, the rookie has, I mean, so far in the playoffs, obviously very small sample size, but so far we're seeing, I mean, we talked about it already. We were, we're seeing just, he has, he is mature. That is just a mature kid in general, right? And I think that's going to help the Nuggets moving forward, you know, obviously moving into the next round as long as they handle their business tomorrow. Um, because I need I, I want this series to end tomorrow. Because if you think about it, it's over. The Suns, the Suns are gonna win tomorrow. Yeah, they're gonna oh, end sure. their series. Kawhi is already listed as out. Yeah. So it's like, dude, they were literally handed that series. Like yeah. Yeah. Kawhi didn't play in yeah. games three, four, and will not play in five. PG's I mean, Paul out. George didn't play in any games in the series. So Really, they're just going up against Russell Westbrook and Bones Highland. <laughs> that's it. I mean, maybe Norman Powell wow. will sprinkle here and there, but that's about it, bro. Like, th- that is their competition right now. And it's, it's like, come on, you know? So, like, are we seeing the real Phoenix Suns yet? I don't know. But it will be interesting and pretty poetic to watch both teams finish off their opponents tomorrow and get prepared for each other because that's just – I mean, I, I guess at that point, it's like no team gets any type of advantage in terms of who gets the rest that's longer right. or anything I'm like that. I'm for the Clippers. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, <laughs> you, know, they, you know, they did post a, a video of Paul George playing and shooting around, and, like, he was, like, balling, balling. So I think he can play, you know? So we'll see. He might – I might – you might see Paul George just pull up and, and be like, hey, guys, I'm playing tonight. <laughs> you know, so um, – but yeah, so he should because if he doesn't, their season's over. Oh yeah, oh you you gotta at least have somebody out there, man. Like I said, it's just Bones and Russ and Norman Powell and Zubots. Like, huh? Yeah. Like, that's not a yeah. That's not a playoff team. Like, yeah, nah. So it's it's just it's just interesting to see. But now I'll tell you guys this: what? Well, I'll, I'll, this is, I'll just more so more so phrase it as a question. The way that you see the Nuggets currently constructed right and, mm-hmm. and obviously with the team they were up 3-0 so i'm not going to go in any direction and try to say all oh, this team sucks yeah I'm not yeah. i'm not going to do that but i know you talked about just different players you got with guys would try like peyton watson and and zeke naji and things like that um going into the next series right who would you have starting on kevin durant like that like like just because of course you got KCP, who is probably going to be on Booker. So is AG on Kevin Durant on a perimeter? Like, how do you in your in your perfect world? How would you set the defense for for the Nuggets, Jack? Just think about it real quick and just see like who would you put on who in a perfect matchup? In a perfect matchup, yeah, I might get flamed for this. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not a defensive minded coach. No. Um, you know, I don't know. It's tough because. To me, of course, the shooting matchup of MPJ and Kevin Durant position-wise is, of course, going to be very interesting to watch because if they – I mean, Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant, but, like, if MPJ can turn it on, I mean, he's he's shooting at, at, at a pretty close volume. But my point to that is if MPJ was playing some of the defense we saw him play throughout the season – I wouldn't be too I wouldn't be too mad about seeing him match up against Kevin Durant. And but again, Ooh. but again, that that is with the big I'm with a- you on that. Yeah. That's with the big asterisk of MPG MPJ stepping up. Because if he doesn't, then we're gonna see Kevin Durant just torch and you know, like 
get his get a couple 30 point games in the first three games so i think though if, if mpj shows his maturity steps up i would actually really like to see it because of how much he can stretch and i just think i just think i mean even if you're looking at a size comparison it's it's a great matchup but because okay. and i just i don't know because especially after this ant after what ant has been doing i him and KCP and Gordon, I don't know if I can trust either one of them if if we're talking man to man type of type of defense because they've been getting torched. So yeah, I'll throw it to Nelson. Wow. Okay. Nice. I yeah. I, I mean, I I actually like that idea. I actually really do. Um, that's why I'm not a head coach in the NBA. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I I like that idea of MPJ against um, Durant, and the reason I do is the size factor. Um, MPJ being six foot 10, um, I think it would be beneficial to have a long, tall player against Durant. However, in saying that, I think if you, fo- if you have MPJ go, I'm going to focus really on trying to shut down, um, Durant. Mm-hmm. What does that take away from his offensive game? You sure. know? So it's probably going to, it's going to be Aaron Gordon, yeah. but I wouldn't mind that at all. And um, I wouldn't mind putting KCP on, on uh, Craig and have Gordon play um, Booker and Jamal play Paul um, or have, or have Jamal play Craig. And if KCP is the great defender that we say he is, then put KCP on Paul. Um, but I think, I think logically, realistically, Malone's not a inventor <laughs> uh, extraordinaire like you and I, Jack. Yes, of um, and he's not going to take any chances. And it's going to be uh, Gordon against Durant. Yeah, it's going to be Kate. It's going to be Michael Porter Jr. against Craig. Yeah, Jokic against Aiton. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamal against Paul and KCP against Booker. That's going to be the matchup. But it would be fun to see. You wouldn't have to stay with that lineup. It would be fun for me to see um, Michael Porter Jr. uh, go and play um, Durant and see how he does. Gordon got torched by uh, Durant during the regular season. He's not going to stop Durant. And frankly, probably nobody is. So it is what it is. Give me me some Watson on Booker. Wow. Jeremy, go ahead. Go ahead. uh, (laughs) I'll be honest with you. I was very surprised that you said Michael Porter, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because when I was thinking about it, Kevin Durant is a, I mean, I guess he's a decent defender at best. Like you can't say that he can't play defense. He's pretty good. He's all right. But I would, I actually would like that MPJ KD matchup. Like I would actually really like that because I think you got to make KD work on, on defense too. Yeah. You have to like, and if you think about it, going back from like, like his Missouri days and all that, that, that stuff. You would always hear that comparison because you got the 6'10, 6'11 guy who's on the wing who can shoot the three at a high, like an efficient level, hit the mid-range. Like he always had that 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 comparison, that Kevin Durant comparison. So that's why I asked you guys this. So I'm like, you got it just just immediately talking about it. Because I wanted to see if you would say, let's challenge MPJ and see if he goes out there and really battles Kevin Durant. Like, I'm talking about a duel. I want to see somebody make him work on defense as much as he works on offense. And that should be interesting because I think what it'll do is if MPJ can hold his own, I think that in itself is going to 
really kind of just up his own personal confidence because everybody has been bashing him for years about his lack of defense and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. If he can at least play against Kevin Durant and hold his own, that will take him to a different level in his game in general because a lot of the stuff when it comes to basketball, you guys know confidence is yeah. where like that's oh, that yeah. takes you to the next level. Being able to overcome certain obstacles, you have to be able to do it. <laughs> Right. So if we see that matchup, I would love to see MPJ on Kevin Durant. But like you guys said, Michael Malone is not going to do that. <laughs> In no world are we going to see MPJ guarding Kevin Durant unless it's on a switch. Right. Like it's yeah. not going to be any type of like real setup defense or anything. I can't see it. I just can't. See well, the, 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 the also the thing to think about when you talk about Durant and guarding him, he's not somebody that's going to uh, take it to the basket. He's not going to beat you off the dribble anymore. Like, right. yes, can he? Yes. But does he, is that his game now? No, he's a perimeter shooter. He'll hit the, he'll hit the, um, you know, the mid range shots. Will he go in for dunks and things of that nature? Sure. He's still an amazing player. I'm not saying that, but I am saying is he's more of a jump shooter and I don't worry about Michael Porter Jr. From just being in the right position, I would worry more about him off of the dribble. And right. and that's not what KD does anymore. So it actually plays into MPJ being the defender with his length right. against Durant. I think if you're going to give me a comp for MPJ, what I want from MPJ, it's actually KD. Um, two big guys who can shoot. Um, so exceptionally well from the outside. And as Michael Porter Jr. starts to develop the the game of going to the basket um, and expanding his offensive weapons, I think he does remind me a little bit of a a, a little shorter KD. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, that comparison has been been around for quite some time and, and it makes a whole lot of sense. Just their frame, none of them are like, strong you can't like they're just kind of like lanky guys but they obviously can stretch the floor they can rebound and um you know they can they can expand their game now quick predictions going into tomorrow does the series end tomorrow yes or no jack i i hope so (laughs) hey that's not that's not yes or no i know (laughs) i'm gonna say something definitive i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna say yes i'm gonna have the confidence that i i need (laughs) <laughs> for my for my mental health um you know i'm gonna say yes i think that they can go in i think this this will show if they can play if they can answer or if they kind of get in their heads i think this is really going to show it especially in a playoff run um, because quite frankly we've seen them do both before <laughs> we've seen them get in their heads and wallow and we've seen them get all angry and fight back and in a very impressive way so i'm gonna say yes i i don't know how much but i think being in denver is going to be huge nelson what about you i i'm i'm um so I, I i tried to keep it um on the down low as far as the overreact but i'm going to overreact again and say they are going to destroy um the timberwolves yeah. tomorrow night there's it will be a no doubter and um they will beat them by at least 15 points um so i I, i'm very confident that this is going to be a bounce back game if it isn't a bounce back game the denver nuggets will be in a whole heck of a lot of trouble 
Meaning I think some doubts will start to creep in about what happened at the end of the season and some things will kind of go haywire. I don't believe that will happen. And my, and actually I'm normally not this uh, assured that they will play this way, but I honestly believe they will destroy the Timberwolves and the Timberwolves are going to be missing one of their players. Um, we've, we've heard. So um, I think that uh, the Nuggets will roll. Yep, I agree. I mean, I already made my my thoughts clear last night um, because I, I, I saw, obviously, after that game, there was just something about it, man. And I'm telling you guys, if we saw that dude waving bye-bye, they did too. <laughs> yeah. They absolutely did too. And those things, dude, I'm telling you, they stay on players' minds as small of a moment as that might have been. That fan was probably just drunk, just in a moment doing yeah. something. But I'm telling you now, that stuff travels. You don't do that. That right, because especially when you're down three zip, yeah, you won a game, but yeah. now you're down one three. Like, you don't <laughs> then wave at a team. And, and I saw, man, the, the one thing that made me laugh last night was just seeing everybody say, man, he's probably was just waving because it's the last time he's going to see his team, which, <laughs> makes, right. which, which makes a lot of sense because I'm telling you guys, it's Nuggets in five, bro. I, it's, it's over tomorrow. It's over. I don't want to – yeah. this, this is what we need to see from this team. Go out there, handle your business, and get ready for the Suns. That's it. Yeah. Like there's no more, well, you know, and I don't want to hear no more pressers about Michael Malone calling players soft. I don't yeah. want to hear nothing about, well, we didn't defend. I don't want to hear nothing about another quarter where this team yeah, no excuses. 70-plus. I don't want to hear it. Sure. If you guys are not hungry enough to get your work done right now against a team without Nas Reed, without Jada McDaniels, without now Kyle Anderson, like I don't want to hear a thing. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Nuggets in five un- until further notice, but <laughs> handle your business now. And that is how I'm going to end it tonight because y'all already know. I'm in a different space, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to go on one of them rants tonight. Um, but yeah, like I said, nuggets in five. If you guys got any last minute things before we head out of here, <laughs> hopefully we gave you, hopefully Jack and I gave you 45 minutes of, uh, of a little distraction and some True. happiness. True. Um, hey, man, I yeah, no, it was, sure, yeah. it was fun hanging out with you guys. And uh, yeah, I strongly believe nuggets are going to crush them. Yes, yep. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And um, just another announcement, guys. So what I will also be doing. Um, so I did a show the other day with the Sports Forum. Um, this is another uh, Denver based um, show. And they do a lot of shows on on the radio. So 98.1. And um, they want me to start working with them and just doing some extra stuff, which which is good because I'll be able to straight up just promote our show on the radio you know, telling people to, to listen to Denver Hoops and Dreams. And, um, you know, we could even do different situations where we have like guest appearances and have you guys on there as well. Oh, that'd Just be so great. we start. Yeah. Like, like I think it's a, it's a real shout out to Riggs. Um, you know, he called me up the other day and I, I posted one of my, my premier bets on that day and the bet hit, made some people some money. And a lot of things happened really well in that day. And he reached out to me after the fact and was like, you know, let's 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 work, you know, and I'm I'm definitely interested in that. And I think I think it'll only help what we're doing right now, because I think the more people we get the word out to about what we're doing, it'll it'll allow more exposure for our show. Right. So, you know, That's just awesome. wanted. Yeah. So I just wanted to make sure we, we got that even on here so people listening um, can look out for that. And um, I'm excited, y'all. I'm excited to to just kind of help promote what we what we got going on here and, and just make it happen. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very cool. Maybe Absolutely. I can get back on the radio. 
Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, we 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 gonna make it. We gonna make it happen. But uh, like I said, guys, I appreciate it. Everybody listening tonight, um, or today, or whenever you're listening to this episode. Um, we hope you enjoy the content. Obviously, reach out to us on Twitter and let us know. And also, make sure you're downloading. Um, just everything on Apple Music, on Apple Podcasts, because that's where it really starts to show our numbers and it helps us to release more content moving forward. But until next time, this is Denver Hoops and Dreams. We will catch you guys on the next episode after the Nuggets end the series tomorrow night, (laughs) and we will talk after the fact. Peace. See ya. Go Nugs.